And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Mark Lerner, website greatbearenterprises.com. How'd you get that name, by the way, Mark? The seven stars of the Great Bear, um, being in Scotland um, at Findhorn and reading a great book, The, the Ageless, The Ancient Wisdom um, by Jeffrey Ash about um, the seven stars of the Great Bear and all that. Can I have 30 seconds about about the the 83 year cycle I'll give you 29 seconds 29 1939 huh. is 83 years from 2022 when I did the research World War two began 1939 Putin invades Ukraine you see in February of 2023 that's an 83 year cycle and the US Pluto came back this year 2023 we're connected to 1940 which was Exactly this month, the Luftwaffe was bombing London for weeks on end. Next year is 19. We're connecting 1941 to 2024. What happened there was the Great British, uh, the Nazi ship, the Bismarck, sank the hood. Then the Bismarck was sunk in May of 1941, and then Hitler invaded Russia on June 22, 1941, which led to the demise of Nazi Germany. And that was also the year of Pearl Harbor. So, any rate, Jupiter, 83 years apart, it has a lot of power. What is it about the 83 years that does this? It's just that every day, literally, like right now, every single day, Jupiter is exactly where it was 83 years. I mean, precisely. It's like a weird, it's like this Chiron energy. It's a weird synchronicity. Jupiter is the king of the gods. It, re- it Zeus, Jupiter, when you hear Marduk and so on and the different mythologies, not saying Jupiter is all-knowing and all-wise, but it is such a powerful influence. It's the biggest planet. You know, we have this Juno mission looking at, at it through NASA getting all these pictures, but through all the mythologies, Jupiter sort of is the big controlling energy except for the sun, which is bigger than anything else. So somehow or another, this Jupiter 83-year cycle, it's almost like a historical kind of a thing where history starts repeating itself, not precisely, but you see, astrology, what happens is people say, well, can it, why can't it be a science like math? Two plus two equals four. Mm-hmm. Because we don't get the planets, the sun and moon exactly coming back, but this is one of these absolutely exact cycles. Is astrology things that will be or could be? Okay, that gets back to the question. Remember Carl Jung, the great Swiss psychotherapist? Sure. That- the married charts of couples, he's the one who said, whatever happens at a moment of time has the qualities of that moment of time, which sounds like a redundancy. The point is, that is also synchronicity. In other words, each of us are born on a month, day, and year. You're going to get the uh, people calling in at a particular time in a particular place. So the sun, moon, the various planets are in those spots at that point, and that represents your potential fulfilling your destiny. I believe we're all souls and spirits having human lives. At the same time, you still have a certain amount of free will. We can't control everything that happens to us, but we can control our response to what happens to us. So to some extent, we have free will, we have our destiny patterns, and then we have all our cycles in astrology like progressions and transits. What I'm going to do when we go to these calls is I'm going to give you the birth month, day, and year first, and then I'll go to their name and their city to give you a little head start, okay? That'll work. Let's start by going to April 10, 1972. 
April 10, 1972. We're going to Leslie in Youngstown, Ohio. Leslie, welcome to the program. Thank you, George, and thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. Mark, the floor is yours. Well, you know, this happens every single time. This is unbelievable. Um, Leslie is born with the sun exactly conjunct the, the planet Chiron when America was discovered. I mean, you can't make this up, George, which is 21 degrees of the sign of Aries. And that's where the moon is tonight. Again, I've been sharing forever. The moon is as powerful as the sun. Ninety years ago, newspapers in the United States were like a penny. And that's how we got sun sign astrology. People weren't walking around 100, 200, 300, 500 years ago saying, I'm, a, I'm an Aries, I'm a Leo, I'm a Pisces. That never existed. So you are sun sign Aries, but you are so connected, Leslie, to this shaman, mentor, holistic healing, twilight zone, spirituality. Uh, Chiron is said to re- relate to astrology. Everything that has to do with healing wounds, psychic sensitivity, I mean, there's so much. You want to read up about Chiron. Again, it's C-H-I-R-O-N. And um, it's just the odds that you, you would be born in the one degree of 360 degrees where um, your sun degree is illuminating the United States Chiron. You just, you know, get into the stuff that's on my website. I just did this big podcast. There's several of podcasts I've done on chirological cycles so that people can learn all about that. Um, the other thing is, by the way, you're born with Mercury retrograde, and I've done three podcasts on that, the truth about Mercury retrograde. Hello, everybody. Everybody thinks Mercury retrograde is terrible and bad. Not true. All the planets go retrograde from the Earth standpoint. However, we have heliocentric astrology. If you get into the classes, uh, for those of you who order our classes, you can learn all about heliocentric astrology. We're born on Earth. We have what we call our geocentric charts. But you also have heliocentric charts as well. Anyway, you have a fantastic chart and a great energy. You also are born when Venus and Mars are together, and that only happens about every two years. So there's a lot of love and magnetism and charisma that you energize, and, and hopefully that's good for you for the rest of your life. Okay, good. Leslie, run with that. We're going to go to Mayat in New York, who just has a question for you, an astrological question. Hello, Mayat. Thank you, George. Um, uh, George had on a financial astrologer that um, referred to the dark of the moon and someone who had attempted to uh, um, pull together some type of a investment, and his point was that the dark of the moon w- w- was spelling disaster. So explain... Mark, and I always love to hear you on coast. Explain what dark of the moon is. That a full moon? And why uh, he was expecting, if he had been able to alert the guy for some downward spiral and disaster, and also talk about eclipses, how, because I talked to you once before, and you seem to... Um, feel that eclipses were highly significant, but how do eclipses actually affect us, uh, whatever sign we are? And if you have my two questions, I'll listen over the air. Well, okay, so um, this leads us back to the partial lunar eclipse on October 28th that I brought up, the other one, two weeks after you're going to be in Ohio, George. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's a lunar eclipse. Now, the thing about what 
lady was talking about, um, the dark of the moon, every month when we near the end of the solar lunar new moon cycle, the sun and moon come together like on October 14th, that's an annual solar eclipse, a new moon, and for near 29 days, which is the sun-moon cycle, we get a cycle called the dark of the moon, it all has another name, the balsamic moon. In astrology, we have something called a void moon energy every two plus days when the moon is near the end of its sign. And the dark of the moon is sort of like when you want to start ending things, whether it's business and so on. So the fact that this uh, woman brought up um, problems about finance and so on, if we're at the end of a sun-moon cycle, okay, when the moon is decreasing in light and we're about to have another new moon, most astrologers will say, Start finishing up odds and ends, complete things, which is also what what we do every couple of days when the moon is said to be void. The moon has a two-and-a-half, two-to-two-and-a-half-day cycle. The sun has a 30-day cycle through one sign of the zodiac. The other thing that I just want to be clear about, since you brought up financial astrology, I am very concerned because this year has patterns similar to 2008. Remember, George? The mortgage oh, yeah. That was thing. a bad time. Even brothers, bear, you know, um, what happened with the Fed, Ben Bernanke, Hank Paulson, at the, you know, in the fall of the year when McCain and Obama were running against each other. And we had to, uh, the, the Fed chief and Hank Paulson asked Congress for $700, $800 billion dollars. And it eventually happened, but, like, the country was collapsing, and then these banks were changed and all these different investment things. And that's 15 years from now, which is half of the Saturn cycle. But the partial sol uh, lunar eclipse of October 28th is triggering, okay, I'm not saying we're going to have a crash, but having studied the financial crashes and panics in all of American history, it's alarming that we get an eclipse on October 28th. Because on October 28th and 29th were the final two days in New York City when the New York City stock exchange collapsed, okay? And that's what led to the Great Depression. That's when Pluto was discovered. And that's when all of these uh, dictators went throughout Europe, Hitler, Franco, Tito, Stalin, Mao, and so on. So, you know, I'm not saying we're going to have that, but there are already a lot of warnings, and you know, George, every October is a worrisome month because of the New York Stock Exchange Great Crash of 1929. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's a great month, though, weather-wise, isn't it? <laughs> well, look, when you're the October 14th day is the begin. That's sort of a ring of fire. That's the new moon that brings everything, and that day is a, is more auspicious, shall we say, than the one two weeks later. It's not just the partial lunar eclipse. Mars and Mercury and Jupiter, there's a lot of antagonism on that second one toward the end of October. And by the way, in early November and then at the end of the year, we get a Mercury retrograde from December 12th to January 2nd. Next year starts when Mercury is in reverse and Jupiter will be stationary, this 83-year 83 83 energy, and re-triggering the one from October 28th. So I am concerned that we haven't solved a lot of these financial things that have happened this year, starting in March. Remember the Silicon Valley Bank? I mean, the Fed and everybody, you know, uh, the Secretary of Treasury, they haven't solved all these things. Next birthday, June 26th, 1990. June 26th, 1990, we're going to a first-time caller, Harmony, in Biloxi, Mississippi. Hi, Harmony. Hi, George. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Thank you uh, for taking great. my call. You're welcome. Go ahead, Mark. Okay, Harmony. June 26th. Um, another very fascinating situation. As you know, you're a sun sign cancer. You probably know. And you're born in the opposite of the dark of the moon. You're born right after a new moon that started on June 22nd, which was the summer solstice. Um, so obviously, from things you've probably uh, learned, your sun sign is connected to home, family, and nurturing. It's the first water sign. So being mm -hmm. around water, caring about people, cancerian, sun cancer people are often the most psychic of all the water signs of Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And you also have the moon in Leo. And so the moon, as I've shared many times in the show, we're often more our moon sign because think about this. In astrology, we have this solar return cycle where a lot of astrologers, including myself, will do, okay, you're 22 years old or you're 42, whatever age. So the sun comes back uh, within 24 hours of your birthday, and astrologers will look at that chart and analyze it and see what's going on for your year, year, year ahead. But, but the situation is, is that when, if you think about this, the moon, we have 13 lunar cycles in a year. So when we turn one from our birth, when we're zero, and we turn one, and everybody celebrates our first birthday, the moon has come around 13 times. The point is, you've got to, everybody out there, learn what your moon sign is, and you can't get that from your birthday. That's why you go to a professional astrologer or a website like mine, get your chart done, get reports, get into all this. You have a Leo moon. Uh, this caller, Harmony. And Leo is fire, it's strength, it's power. It's very different than having the sun in Cancer, which is more psychic and sensitive. So there's part of you, which I believe the moon has a lot to do with our other lifetime of who we've been, and that's why we choose that moon sign. And I do believe somehow on a spiritual level, there is choice about when we come in on some spiritual level. I also believe we're very connected to the angelic realm, and each of us has a guardian angel. So you have been a Leo before. You've been a leader. You've been empowered. You have a lot of artistry and creativity and need to know, you know how best you can express that. Good luck, Harmony. How does astrology work, Mark? Why does it work? It, this, this is sort of the magic of discovering Chiron back in 1977 because weirdly, see, George, it's between Saturn, which represents chronological time, and I've been doing my Cosmic Calendar, the, the app that I've done for 42 years, which is chronological time, what's happening every day, you know, in the real world. The next planet, which was discovered in 1781, Uranus, rules eternity. It has an 84-year cycle. In between those is Chiron. So that represents synchronicity. It's sort of like uh, one of the names, one of the astrologers who worked on our, our magazine, and he's a great astrologer, Zane Stein, he calls it chirological time. So that's kind of what the twilight zone is, this whole idea about Chiron, that um, the reason your chart is working is not because we, we've had an astronomer sort of call, uh, contact me twice now and say, you're all con artists in astrology. There's no way Jupiter can influence you. It's hundreds of millions of miles away. He's right. That's not what's happening. Planets are not making us do things. We're not puppets. It's synchronicity. So each of our charts, George, Jupiter, Saturn, Mercury, Sun, Moon, they're archetypes that live inside of us. You see, a solar principle, a lunar principle, Mercury is the mind and thinking, Venus is love, Mars is leadership. They live inside of us. It's not that they're, the planets are making us do things. 
It's remarkable. Is, is Would you consider it a science? See, that's where the 83... Generally, when people say, that's why astrology doesn't fit in, that's where Chiron comes in, and we never knew it existed. There are other bodies that are called... The, Chiron's named after a centaur from Greek mythology, who is basically the wisest healer and so many other qualities that are extraordinary. So that's why all the definitions are amazing. But the thing is, is that it is not, it's, it's not math, right? We, we can't change the fact that 2 plus 2 equals 4. Or when you can see the baseball scores or the football scores or soccer, whatever it is, right? Those numbers are real numbers. That's how many touchdowns. That's how many home runs. That's how many people cross the plate. So, we're, you know, that's very, very clear. But in astrology, except for something like an exact Jupiter cycle, we don't have exactitude. We can't just reproduce things from 50 years ago or 100 years ago. It's approximate. We're going to come back in just a moment and take final calls with Mark Lerner, the astrologer. His website, greatbearenterprises.com, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. And welcome back. George Norrie here along with astrologer Mark Lerner. Mark, what are some of the things an astrologer cannot see in a horoscope? Well, I'm. this is kind of important. I don't believe that one can absolutely see, say, death in a horoscope. Mm-hmm. You know, this gets into the psychic and spiritual realms. We're talking about Jimmy Carter as an example, had brain cancer and so on. Often, here's what happens. New moons and full moons, these eclipses, often they represent crises in people's lives. But because there isn't just death, you know, fate, okay, we have free will, which is, like I said, we come out of, uh, come out of the ideas of Carl Jung in particular about synchronicity, but also the idea that we can't control what happens to us all the time, but we can control our response to what happens to us. So there is fate, there is destiny. We're born at certain periods of time, the planets, the sun and moon in our charts. We all have what are called progressions and transits. When people go to my website, they'll see the special offers for all these different reports and classes and everything else they can order to learn more about who they are. But the point is, is that um, so many people ask me, you know, like, uh, do you see death in the chart? And the thing is, so many people, um, whether you use the word like, cheat death. And I mean, somebody like Jimmy Carter is a perfect example, you know what I mean? Somebody has brain cancer, um, somehow, maybe through prayer, through faith, you know, he's been a preacher and other kind of things, and his belief system, he keeps going on. He's been in hospice along with Rosalind for several weeks now, yeah. you know what I mean? Other people pass away very quickly. So who, who's to say why? I also believe that each one of us is connected to a guardian angel. And by the way, one other thing, when we think about presidents, we think about world leaders, um, inaugurations, all these things, um, there, there are no accidents here. People are sort of put into these places. I'm not saying, like, in a, in a bad way, but there is a spiritual brotherhood, sisterhood, um, sh- shall we say masterhood, you know, of angels and archangels and things, whether you look at the Bible, whatever the terms we use of teachers and masters and um, guiding spirits, I think, that are beyond all of this stuff and helping all of us with our destinies. Let's go to the next birthday, October 10, 1970. We go to Greg in the state of Washington. Welcome to the show. Hey, Greg. Hi there, George. 
thank you for accepting my call tonight. Good to have you with us. Opportunity. Absolutely. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Greg. Well, you've got Sun in Libra, Moon in Aquarius. They are both air signs. Um, you are pretty close to uh, to this energy field of the October 14th uh, date. You know, it's not exact, but with the annular solar eclipse, every Libra, whether male or female, partnership, relationship, equality, balance, um, harmony with other people. This is a big deal because Venus is said to rule uh, the, the sign of Libra. Now, because you have the moon in Aquarius, that's what we call the universal air sign. It's a wonderful combination to have. It's what we call a trine. It's also you're born in the increasing light of the moon because um, the moon in Aquarius is what we call a trine from the sun. So everything on a mental level, communication, and also intuition. The other big thing when you're born is Uranus, planet that was discovered 1781 uh, in March that led to the American victory over the British by October of that year. And people don't realize this, but we weren't exactly winning the, the Revolutionary War. And can you imagine a, a Las Vegas, you know, uh, in 1776, who's going to win this? You know, the, the vast British Empire or these... 13 colonies, and it was the discovery of Uranus in England that actually represented this whole turn of fortunes that led to Washington defeating Cornwallis by the end of that year. The point is, Uranus was actually discovered in England, and you have Uranus with your sun. So you don't have the sun alone by itself. You also have Mercury there. So you have Mercury, Uranus, and the sun. That's a fantastic combination of ideas and inspirations inventing things, you know, just having your intuition above and beyond your intellect. This is a big deal in your life. Now, he was born on October 10, 1970. What if he was born on October 9, 1970? Would his life be that much different? Um, every day, is the moon changes about half of a sign. So what's happening is, um, depending on the time of day, if it was very early, the moon might have been in Capricorn. And then the different alignments are changing. There's a quarter of a million babies born almost every day at this point in, in human evolution. Think about that. We, you know, when we're little kids, sometimes, oh, wow, you know, I'm born October 10th, so are you. You know, when we're in grade school, you know, kindergarten or something, we often run into what we would call a time twin. But as time goes on, I mean, literally, there's a quarter of a million other Gregs born October 10, 1970. It's almost as if Mother Nature and Spirit is saying, look, got a sun in Libra, a moon in Aquarius, Mercury in Libra, Uranus in Libra, these other planetary energies. And, and we want to be prolific. We want as many Gregs going out there. Often you never meet one another. But each day is very different, and each hour every day, plus what's called the rising sign in the east, which has a lot to do with the window to the world in the future, changes often every two hours of time. Next birthday is May 13, 1964. May 13, 1964. We're going east of the Rockies to Watertown, New York. Madonna is with us. Hey, Madonna, welcome. Hi, Joan. Good luck next month. Thank you. I heard you in June. You are fascinating, and I love how you explain it for those of us who like to know that, too, you know. Thank you so much. Okay, well, Madonna, you are as you undoubtedly know, a Taurus. Venus is said to rule Taurus and Libra. So 
most Taurians, one of the big things, because I've known a lot of Taurians in my life and people with the moon in Taurus and Venus in Taurus, you need emotional security in order to have financial security. You need financial security to have emotional security. They sort of go hand in hand. Now, and again, what you do in the material world as a soul, in other words, you're coming here. This is the other thing to realize. You know, a lot of people hear, oh, a Taurus, okay, so you're good with money. The point is you need to learn to be good with money. So, you know, just like a Piscean sun sign person needs to develop psychic sensitivity and empathy and kindness, it doesn't automatically happen. Not every Piscean. For instance, that's my sun sign. And when I've learned about uh, German generals in World War II who were very violent, you know, sometimes you can have a Pisces who's warm-blooded, hopefully empathic and nurturing, and other times... Um, cold-blooded, in your sign, Sun and Taurus, that is an incredible energy with a lot of Venus. And by the way, you're born with the moon in Gemini. So that's not in the uh, dark of the moon, that's in the waxing energy. We had somebody call uh, a few minutes ago with the Sun in Cancer and the moon in Leo. So you want to develop not just the earthy side of yourself and the Venusian of love and creative artistry, but the power of your mind and thought process, okay? Plus, you do have Venus in the sign of cancer. So like the other person who called it was a sun sign cancer, home, family, and your psychic sensitivity is also very strong. Excellent. Thanks, Madonna. Next up, August 14th, 1955. We're going to Toronto, Canada. Nina's with us. Hello, Nina. Welcome to the show. Good morning, George. Good morning, Mark. Morning. Go ahead, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. August 14th. Mark, can I ask a quick question? Why are there three different types of astrology? There's Vedic, uh, Chinese, North American. Is there any difference with all that? Okay. You know, another time we will do that. But here's the thing. Vedic is connected to Indian astrology, which is more related to the constellations, the star groups, which is an older astrology. Western astrology is more mathematical, Okay. Chinese goes back several thousand years. You get things like different elements and then metal and so on. But each culture has its sort of variety. But Europe and America, basically, we're dealing with a much more mathematical astrology. But depending on which system you go to, you can get fairly similar answers, but there are different approaches. That's all I can tell you. Now, back back to uh, August 14, 1955. So you are a sun sign Leo, and you have the moon in Cancer. You're the you're the reverse of the woman who called in, who is a Cancer sun sign with the moon in Leo. You actually are born in the balsamic or the dark of the moon phase, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's the idea of balsam is sort of like the spiritual uh, vapors and so on. It's almost as if, from a soul standpoint, you're ending a long series of lifetimes. So by incarnating, when the moon is nearing the sun, okay, it's like you're trying to take these other lifetimes and you have the moon in cancer, so you've been very psychic, home, family, nurturing have been very important to you, but now you're also developing leadership, strong will, okay, the heart energy. Uh, Leo is a fixed fire sign, being in charge, having lots of people sort of surrounding you, But the big thing about Leo, by the way, for everybody out there, is it's important to be as magnanimous and loving as possible and not to be self-centered. This is the big thing about Leo. Be as heart-centered and loving and kind as possible will help you throughout this whole lifetime. So sort of move away from the idea that 
oh, I'm the center of all life. I, I'm ruled by the sun. These planets are revolving around me, and therefore I'm all important. So the more loving, magnanimous, generous, and kind you can be, so much better for this life and future lives if you decide to come back. All right, we'll take a couple more calls, Mark, and uh, the clock will get us December 30th, 1980. December 30th, 1980, Matt's with us in Montgomery, Alabama. Hello, Matthew, go ahead. Gentlemen, good morning. How are y'all? Good to have you with us. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, this, is, this would be like almost like an entire show because you are literally born the day before Jupiter and Saturn came into conjunction they came into conjunction on December 31, 1980. John Lennon uh, died on December 8th. Reagan was elected the month before. Then he almost lost his life in late March of 81. This is all when Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct in Libra, okay? Now, that's not your sun sign. You're sun in Capricorn on December 30th, and your moon is shifting from Libra to Scorpio. You really want to get into that time period, okay? And you want to study uh, as much as you can about Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions every 20 years because you're born with this Libra energy. Remember somebody called on uh, October 10, they're a sun sign Libra. You've got this in spades, okay? So you have the two biggest planets in Libra, which is, again, uh, working in society, partnership, but sort of on a grand scale, you know, doing things in society and the world to make the world a better place, to, to bring more peace and harmony. It actually connects up to that October 14th annular solar eclipse when the sun and moon are both in Libra. So just remember, you have Jupiter and Saturn together. That can only happen every 20 years, and there were three of those in December of 80, and then March of 81, and then in July of 81. So go back to that time period. Learn a lot about that history and about your chart. Next up, August 9th, 1975. August 9th, 1975. Jeremy's here. Hey, Jeremy in North Dakota. Yep, Jamestown, North Dakota. And I first want to wish you all a happy Feast of Tabernacles. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Go ahead, Mark. Okay, uh, you have Venus retrograde in Virgo, which is interesting because Venus just was retrograde, and you're born when the moon and Venus are together. So I said whether you like Joe Biden or not, he has the sun with Venus, you have the moon with Venus. And Virgo is a sign of service, of study, people who are librarians, who are writers, who are researchers. You want to tune into that. But you are also, like a lot of these callers, you have the sun in Leo, just like the last caller. You also have Mercury in Leo, which is the power of the mind. So like I said before, being a leader, okay, coming from the heart, being magnanimous, Every one of you out there with your sun in Leo or a moon in Leo or Mercury, Venus, Mars in Leo, what you got to do is like, hey, it's not what I'm attracting to myself. It's not what I want or what I need or that I can control all these people. It's how can I be more loving? You want to think of yourself as a light and love-giving sun, the more you can give to other people. And that will bring you a lot more happiness than trying to sort of like figure out what am I going to get out of something. Mark, take a minute and tell folks about your website, your app, your magazine. Go ahead, please. Okay, Astrology Cosmic Calendar with a K app uh, for iPhone and Android phones, free one uh, daily and subscription pennies a day. Um, we've got the special offer section at greatparententerprise.com, 50% off, limited time only on individual astrology and numerology reports that are sent to people based on your birth data, 
uh, within 48 to 72 hours by email attachment. My classes, again, are literally $500 less than they used to be at $279, 36 classes. Plus, I have my readings. There's a whole bunch of other things. Uh, pretty much go to uh, greatbrandenterprises.com, uh, go to special offers, the astrology shop, you know, check it all out. The last quarter of 23, we're going to have a good year? Um, you know, I would like, if you decide to have me on again, to talk about all of this election stuff because it's going to start. I mean, it's already out there. And I have always, I'm already looking at January 20th, 2025, the election in November. You know, there's, there are quite a few good energies that are coming up. And in my cosmic calendar, every day there are positive alignments. If people get it one day at a time for free or, you know, pay to go into the future, the astrology cosmic calendar, every day the moon, the cycles, there's always something favorable. Okay. Let's just keep our eyes on it, Mark Lerner. Up next, investigative reporter Cheryl Jones with evidence of UFOs.